Good Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 316. My name is Jay, J.M. Clark, Jay the Jedi Ross, a Ross Jedi, Jay, and as always, it's so wonderful to have all you beautiful babies back here with me in the L5J studios. This week, kids, we're going to be rounding out our grand adventure from this year's Great Philadelphia Comic-Con. That's right, the Points of Interest Podcast Network was so honored and privileged to host so many amazing panels, of which this week I bring to you my last. I had the extreme pleasure of sitting down with the cast of Winnie the Pooh. That's right, Owl himself, Andre Stoika, Gopher himself, Michael Goff, and Pooh Bear himself, Mr. Jim Cummings. We had a fantastic chat and a wonderful conversation followed by a Q&A from a very enthusiastic audience. Uh, I'd like to, for one final time, thank everybody at the Great Philadelphia Comic Con for being such a wonderful con family, such an amazing organization, and uh, really hope that uh, we get to have as big a party again next year. But uh, for now, kids, please enjoy the final installment of this year's adventures from the Great Philadelphia Comic Con, a conversation with the cast of Winnie the Pooh. Enjoy. Oh, that'd be great. Check, 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 check. Checkity, check, check, checkity, check. Water, check. Water, check. Comic-Con, check. Audience in the panel, check. How's everybody doing today? Welcome to day three of the great Philadelphia Comic-Con. We're starting the party off this morning with a bang. Do we have any Winnie the Pooh fans in the house? Because I've got some Winnie the Pooh for you. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Andre Stoika. Owl himself. <laughs> we also, uh, I think we got a little gopher in the house, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Michael Goff. <sighs> oh, bother indeed, Mr. Jim Cummings. Thank you, gentlemen. Please, have a seat. Get comfy. Hello. How's everybody doing? Anyway? Good. I think we're supposed to go, is everybody feeling good? And it's like, no, it's early. I say, is everybody all right in here? Greetings. It's an early Sunday morning crowd. Gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us here in Pennsylvania today. Greatly, greatly appreciate it. Michael's leaving. We're just going to have a little chat for a few minutes, but I'm sure some of you have some questions. So what we have right over here is a question mic. So if anybody has some questions, please feel free to line up at the microphone. And any question you know, because I know everything there is in the world. (laughs) That's something you don't want to miss out on. But I thought we would begin 
Uh, we're so lucky to have the three of you here together. If maybe we could just go through this origin story of how you each came to be involved in the world of Winnie the Pooh. Andre, would you like to start us out with that? Well, I play the part of Owl. And the original Owl was uh, played by a gentleman named Hal Smith. Um, and unfortunately, Hal passed away, and they were looking for a, somebody who was like him vocally. And so uh, they auditioned a lot of people, and I was selected. So I have been playing it for roughly a little short of 20 years. And having a grand time at it. <laughs> and you're very wise, too. I'm and very wise, man, indeed. If you, don't, if you have a question, just ask Owl. That's right. That's, that's always a good thing. Yes. Can you rotate your head 360 <laughs> degrees? Nobody could rotate yours. But, hey, but seriously. <laughs> Michael, how did you become Gopher? Well, it was, you know, uh, when they first were going to bring Pooh to the TV screen with the, the, the cartoon series, um, uh, they had auditions for the characters as they originally sounded in the short films that, uh, that Disney made, one of which won an Oscar, right, for best animated short. Um, and I remember, as a kid, sitting on the floor watching this stuff on, on TV, the, the short Winnie the Pooh films, and I, I kind of remember trying to imitate and uh, do, you know, the voices of some of these things. Uh, and so this, this particular character, the character of Gopher, who has his particular way of speaking, um, it was you know, something that, I, it, that resonated in the back of my head because I probably tried to do it when I was a kid sitting on the floor. And the original voice in the short films was uh, a guy named Howard Morris, who was a very funny, wonderful character actor. Um, He's in Andy Griffith show, right? Yeah, yeah, and he was in lots of... He played Jerry Lewis's dad in The Nutty Professor and... He, uh, like part of the Sid Caesar, you know, comedy well, he with, troupe. He was with Sid Caesar on the... Yeah, he was a very funny guy, and he was around when they were, you know, going to start making the animated series, I, but for some reason he just kind of, you know, said no thank you, uh, I guess. So they put out the casting for the, for the sound alikes, and I was lucky and fortunate enough to be, uh, you know... I'm nabbed for the gopher. I'm a little surprised that they open these voices up to such auditions. You almost think they'd have like those people kind of uh, who've been groomed or, you know, have that backup in their head of, of who would be a potential takeover, but they just open the field wide, eh? Well, I wouldn't say wide. I mean, there are a group of us who are known to be voiceover actors in the community, and, and so we're most likely to be the ones who can be dependably show up on time to do the job and, and, uh, and perform. I was well, late a lot, though. Yeah, hmm? no, to he's be the exception. Full disclosure, I've been late often. No, I'm just kidding. That was supposed <laughs> to be funny, huh? It, was, it didn't work. <laughs> See? Uh, I had a Sid Caesar joke, too. No, but how, yeah, that's true. You, I, I just, you know, it was an audition. I, I went to... Um, it was at the Voice at Caster. The Voice Caster on, which is a place uh, in Burbank, Los Angeles. That which you'll be excited to know. Uh, no, but, it, it, you know, they, uh, they just, uh, like, like the guy said, they opened it up the auditions, and oh, there was Aaron. I thought I did a really good Eeyore at the time. Right, and yeah. then they said, well, no, but we've got something else for you. And, 
you know, Sterling Holloway, the original God Rest His Soul, you know, uh, you know that was just him speaking. You know, he, I, I, way years, years, years before I was in the business, I was in Laguna Beach, California, and he had retired, I guess, and he was living there, and my wife and I were sitting there thinking we were the only people in the diner, and we hear this, uh, the waitress walk over, and she says, well, have you decided yet what you're going to have? And you hear this voice going, I believe I will have the chowder. <laughs> and I looked at her and I went. Because, <laughs> you know, that's a really distinct, it's not, you know, is that John Wayne? No, no, that's, no. that's Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> and, I, and what do you do? Go over and go, hi, you Winnie the Pooh, man. <laughs> so I didn't do that, you know, and I wish I did. Cause Which is something you probably get all the time. Well, now, I, now people go, hi, you Winnie the Pooh, man. And they're right. But uh, so, and then, you know, at the time, Paul Winchell was the original Tigger. And he would, uh, a heck of a guy. God rest his soul as well. You know, he was a, a genius. He was well, a he, ventriloquist. He, he, yeah. he, he invented, uh, the, invented artificial the artificial heart. heart yeah. And wow. Knucklehead Smith and Tigger. Yeah. And at the time, he decided he was going to cure, uh, you know, famine. Why not? And he, right. he, had, he had a little time on his hands. Right. And he was going back and forth to uh, Biafra, which at the time... Uh, and uh, uh, above the Sahara was a horrible, horrible famine, and he had this idea to raise little mud sharks that grow along the Mississippi like big fat salamanders, half catfish, half lizard, and that you know they grow in spit and dirt. And I thought, well, they can eat those instead of starve. And then he'd come back for a few months, and then I'd be wouldn't be Tigger for a while. Then he'd leave for a few months. Then I would be Tigger for a while. <laughs> and then eventually, you know, God bless him, he he had a, a a pretty tough stroke, and he explained it. He could see between his hands. You know, like that, and so, you know, he said, he said, do me a favor and take care of my little buddy for me. Oh. And I went, oh, okay, Mr. Winter. <laughs> oh. So I was a puddle. Well, it's sweet that you actually had that connection. A lot of people in certain circumstances. Yeah, didn't get that to is meet. wonderful to have that handed to you that way. Yeah. 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 Well, we, you know, here we are. Yeah, yeah. Sterling did the Cheshire Cat as well, yes? Yes, he Have did. Have you ever been called upon to yes, do... Yes, it's Winnie the Pooh on acid. Yes. That's, <laughs> that's kind of how, yeah. And then Ka, the snake, that's yes, uh, yeah. Winnie the Pooh, uh, Manson Pooh, oh. you know, I, 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 I guess. I don't know. So, yeah, right, But yes. Right. And he was the stork in Dumbo. Telegram for Mrs. Jumbo. <laughs> See? Shall we uh, take some questions, gentlemen? Would you like to just step up to the microphone, tell us your name, and uh, what's your question? I, I, I have to start out with, oh my god, it's so easy to do, man. Oh, um, yeah. But um, my name is Matthew Hopper. Um, I thought I recognized you. Matthew. Yes. Hi, Matthew. Yes. yes. Um, we met it's Matthew. And um, um, my question is for all three of you. As someone, anyone who knows me uh, knows that I'm really, really good at doing voice impressions and doing accents and everything else like that. I, did, I acted in high school theater and middle school. Well, we hope you're not too good, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, 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 I, 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 I fail in comparison to this. All right, let's hear it. But um, what advice would you have for someone in the position who's trying to develop, you know, a career out of that, and how, how would you develop that professionally rather than as a hobby? Should we just take a turn? I don't know. Well, yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, well, I'll, the way that I started, and I think a lot of people do too, and that's pretty much what I tell anybody, 
is if there's a good class or workshop, that's the best place to start, uh, to learn by doing, and I'm not sure what, you know, may be available around here, but um, I now just you think tell me. Did all of you yeah. start in acting, though? I often hear when I chat with voice actors that you need to be able to act. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, I was doing a little theater when I was 10 years old. You know, right. So. Well, that's, and again, I think having, everybody's different, you know. Um, some people come from the world of music or theater or, um, and that's sort of where I came from. And it all sort of in, informs uh, what you're going to do, you know, well, as you know, an actor with your voice. I th you know, acting with your voice is just another way of acting. There's a mental process that goes with acting in which you get into the character that you're playing. And whether you're playing it on the stage and, and, and in full realization with your body movements or you're just your voice, that's real. People seem, the, most people misunderstand voiceovers because they think it's just doing a funny voice. It isn't. It's doing a character, a real personality that people will buy. And that, and that comes from acting. So yes, you should go and take an acting class and I would, if you're interested in workshops, I would take a workshop because I discovered for myself personally, I'm going through this now with my son, uh, who I'm getting into a, a workshop class. There are characters inside you that you don't know about yet, and you need to find them. And if you only do the things you think you know you do best, you're shortchanging yourself. Well, one of the yeah. cool things about one of the workshops that I started with was trying to unlock your imagination as it relates to creating a, a character with some reality to it, which is where the acting comes in. But, it, you know, for example, you would just pick an inanimate object. You know, okay, what does this bottle of water sound like if it could talk, or this pillow? You know, and then you think about, okay, well, what... What's the, what would a pillow be? What's the that reality? That's just of like a pillow. pillow. Yeah. <laughs> what he just did. What that very pillow well, was. Uh, yeah. Okay. It's like. Oh, <laughs> okay. Get off of me. Uh, yeah. Right. All right. How long is this gonna take? <laughs> yeah, see, you know, I was just an annoying kid. Uh, yeah. You know, that's how I started. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we don't have dolphins here at St. Columba, Mr. Cummings. <laughs> you know, and then I'd be in the in the principal's office, but I. I I, you know what, just be in a lot of plays, do puppet shows for your kids, your nieces, nephews, your neighbor's kids, uh, whatever, you know, and, and it's, you know, people say voice actor, and it's, that's cool, but it's a small V and a big A, you know, as Jess Arnell says. The, these, we don't, yeah, we're doing voices, per se, yeah, I mean, I guess you could say that, but these are characters, and when they speak, that's how they sound. Okay. That's the way yeah. I always thought about it. Yeah. Wonderful. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so Thank much, you man. Much, Appreciate it. Hi there. Step on up. I love your shirt. Thank you. <laughs> Good morning, guys. My name's Bill. Hey, Bill. Hey, guys. Hi, Bill. Hello, Bill. Uh, Jim, I hope you don't mind. Uh, this is a question for you, and it's about another one of your projects. Um, did you guys have any idea how beloved and how popular Pete would become on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, which my two nieces absolutely love? And um, secondly, why is it impossible to find Pete merchandise? <laughs> wow, that's a good question, especially the second one. I I'm going to have to get on that one. No, I don't know. I I'm glad. I'm glad. He used to be just, just, just a bad guy. And then I, I think they needed somebody to have friction 
when we started the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. So he, they couldn't make him. Notice how he never needs a shave anymore. And he, he's fresh out of cigars. And he hasn't had a peg leg in 40 years. So now he's like a, a marginally annoying neighbor. <laughs> as, a, as, as opposed to supervillain, you know. So I think that's a better place for him. And I, I think that, because everybody knows somebody, oh, God, you, you roll your eyes, you know. And he's a big obnox, like in the Goofy movie. Uh, you know, Daddy can't miss you if you don't go away. You know, it's just so endearing. You're my favorite little write-off. Get over, you know. He, he's, he's affectionate, but he's not, not necessarily cuddly. And uh, no, no, I mean, nobody ever knows stuff like that. You know, you go out there, you do your best, and we, we just hope, hope it gets a nod. Yeah, just when you think you've got life figured out, it changes. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But thanks for noticing me. Oh, that's a yours. See, I, I stole that. I stole that. Uh, you just right. said about the, I saw a booth here with a Pete Funko Pop from the video game, the Magic Kingdom video game. So I can't remember exactly what booth, but I did see a Pete Funko Pop out there, if you search a little. All right. More Pete merchandise. <laughs> yes, I agree. Thank I think his you. car sells on Roadster Racers. I think that, because <laughs> I can't get one. <laughs> Hello, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thanks. My name's Morgan. Hi, Morgan. And so you guys all obviously came into a long-standing franchise that's had a huge impact on so many people's lives, so I'm sure it was a huge learning experience. So I would just love to know, what would you say is the most valuable lesson you guys have learned through your experience with this franchise? Ooh, the Tao of Pooh. The Tao of Pooh, yeah. Yeah, I get a lot of those at Christmas, uh, the Tao of Pooh. Gosh, I don't know, you know, for me, it's a, uh, I don't know, maybe a bit of humility, because, you know, we're also amazingly talented that we have to be hump. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but uh, no, it's honest. For me, I, I think of it. Uh, I've given a lot of thought to that, and I'm just. It's like an honor, you know, uh, to carry traditions forward. And it's interesting. At the time, we didn't know uh, because there was only those two or three things out in the '60s, uh, back in the late '80s when when we started the shows that that we're all here now for. Um, uh, it, it wasn't that a super big deal. It was just, oh, I remember, oh, that was such a cute story. Winnie the Bear and the bear, and they, they bounced, and there was a guy, ah, gopher, and that was funny. And, and it wasn't what it is now, because um, we, we uh, started, uh, they were casting in 1987, and that was the very first show that took off. And then a bunch of them after that, and special after special after special. And, you know, I'm, I mean, for me, it's just gratitude and and I don't want to drop the ball. I, I, everything that everybody liked when they were a little kid, I want them to their kids to like the same things. You know, some things are evergreen. You know, it's not attached to a skateboard or a pog or a, or a, or a spinner. You know, they're, they're going to be around before and after all, all the above. So, you know, for me, it's an honor. Uh, how, how about you guys? What do you... Yeah, blah, 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 shut up. Sail on now in aisle five. Uh, I want to echo what Jim just said. I think, you know, gratitude is really a big word. It, it, <clears throat> this was kind of my first, you know, big voice acting job. Um, something that was kind of ongoing. And I, I was sort of... 
it was kind of unbelievable to me at the at the time. It's like, wow, is this is this a possible thing to do? And uh, yeah, it was nothing but you know getting to come and see these guys and work with them. We didn't get to see everybody. Piglet was he was in New York, um, and Paul John Winchell, Fiedler. John Fiedler, who that was his normal speaking voice. You know, he, he didn't have to change anything to be Piglet. Um, but it was just, it, it was such a great m memory for me to have been able to do that. And uh, yeah, again, I'm, I'm grateful and hopefully, you know, didn't drop the ball and was able to, you know, add, you know, little traits and personality things that were appropriate and, and, and have fun and... That's kind of what it's all about. Yeah, I just enjoy doing the character. Uh, and, you know, you, you can't help but be thrilled at doing, you know, a traditional famous character that suddenly they're turning to you to do. And uh, it's a responsibility and, uh, you know, it's, it's a great feeling, great feeling. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thanks, Hello. Hello. Hi, my name is Jesse. Um, I just want to say, first of all, that I work for Disney, and my job would not be what it is without you guys and without this franchise. So I just want to say thank you guys Aww. for doing what you do. Oh. Um, what, what, do you, what, do you do? what do you do for Disney? Um, I work with Disney Cruise Line. I'm a counselor in the kids' clubs on board yeah. the Disney Fantasy. Aww. So yeah. we watch Winnie the Pooh and Mickey and the Roadster Racers and things <laughs> like that all day long. And I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it's a ton of fun. I love it. So come on a Disney cruise. They're awesome. Okay. They are. I, I, <laughs> we'd love to have you guys come in and be a special guest. It would be amazing. Um, wow. Anyway, so my question is uh, just who is somebody who you look up to or who inspires you, uh, be it personally or professionally or both, yeah. just people who inspire you? Hmm. Wow. Moses was a hell of a guy, if I understand. <laughs> I, Amen. Yeah. Jeez, uh, you mean like in the business? Well, you know, Mel Blank would have been one. And you yeah, mean, you sure. mean just in life? Just or? Either personally, professionally. I just, I have a lot of people who I look up to, and I am always enjoy learning. I feel like you can learn about a lot about a person from people who they love sure. and look up to and things who are, like that. Who were your That's heroes? Who were your heroes growing up, guys? Yeah. Wow. Well, I grew up in the old, the big time radio era. And so um, I was, when I was a kid, I was, going, I was hanging around uh, CBS in Hollywood and, and collecting autographs and uh, getting, and I would sneak into the broadcast and they kind of got to know me as being a, not a troublemaker, and so I was like the kid who they let in the back door. So I got to see all the, the Jack Benny show and, they, you know, and all those uh, shows. Uh, That's amazing. And I, you know, it was a thrilling thing. And when I, uh, <clears throat> I used to be there on Saturday afternoons <clears throat> when they would record the radio version of Gunsmoke. And uh, the Chester in that show was played by Parley Bear. And um, later on, he went on to be the Keebler Elf. And so the, when, when, they, when that all, when the last Keebler elf passed on, they said, who knows how to do Parley Bear? 
And I said, I was doing him watching the radio show, you know, 40 years ago. I can do him, and I got the part. So, yeah, my heroes are from another era. Well, that's okay. Well, we put it this way, without uh, Louis Armstrong, we wouldn't have any music in America. So there's one for you. Uh, you know, Walt Disney, uh, I think he's, I mean, maybe he wasn't even one of us. His imagination was so big. I mean, there's people like that. And then, I, mean, I guess, what do you want, the Beatles? I guess we could throw them in there. But, uh, you know, I, I'm, an, I'm attracted to people who are passionate and, and talent. I'm a talent junkie and a passion junkie. You know, if you believe in, in you strongly in anything, you know, then that, that, that's uh, attractive to me. And uh, so, yeah, I don't, I, and, and I, like, uh, I like our country, too. <laughs> so, how about yeah. that? Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that answered much, but. No, that's good. Well, I'm going to, apart from every cartoon I ever watched when I was a kid that kind of filled me with wonder, I, I have to give a shout out to my mom as being somebody who gave me the gift of music, among other things, because that was kind of her thing, and <clears throat> which I think in turn gave me the, uh, the notion that, you know, being creative was something that was a possibility, you know, um, whether it was just for fun or something you could do more seriously. Um, so, in that way, I'm, I, I felt, and I didn't even realize that, you know, until much later in life. But looking back, that's that's something that I would acknowledge. And you know, anybody who has somebody in their life that gives them a, I would say maybe permission or a little, you know, help in any direction that allows them to find out what it is that they're passionate about. That's. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, you mentioned mom, and I'm thinking my poor mom sitting with me when, when I'm in like the third grade, and I'm the worst reader in the school. I am, I am terrible. I mean, I, I can't read Jack and Jill goes up the, I'm awful. <laughs> and she sits with me and makes me read and read and read, and one day, I don't know, how, I got it. You know, but that it was, was a good book, man. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, I, you know, I just got it all of a sudden. And suddenly, the next day, I was teaching the other kids how to read. But my moms did wow. that, you know. So I think those yeah. are unsung heroes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thanks. Hello. How are you? Hey. Hi. Hi, guy. Oh, man. I'm a big fan. Hey. Um, Jim Carmen, uh, what was it like being voicing... So many different iconic Disney traditional hand-drawn 2D animated cartoon characters. It was it was terrible, but I struggled through. <laughs> uh, no, it's just a, lo a lot of fun, you know. I just I don't I don't um, I, I don't you know. I think one thing is you don't want to take yourself too seriously, so I try not to. But you know, you just have to pay homage to the people that were there before you and make make sure that it's something that everybody still recognizes, and then. You know, you end up peppering it with, with a little of your own juice, too. So it's, it's an honor, really. It's, it's an honor. I feel like I'm an acolyte Excellent. carrying forward a tradition. And so, yeah, thanks. It's, it's and, fun to be here. And, um, um, Andrew, what was it like being a voice of 
Prince Charming followed the king and Cinderella too and great. Uh, it was great. Uh, it was uh, in Cinderella. Very royal, three, I would think. Yeah, it was very royal indeed. Yeah, but in yeah. Cinderella three, there was a very interesting <laughs> thing that was unusual, and that is um, there's a scene in that film where the uh, the, the plot involves uh, the king thinks somebody is going to be marrying his son who winds up not marrying his son, but he's alone with this lady and he's reminiscing about his late wife and their relationship. You don't see that very often in a in Is this a the one where they didn't draw the underwear? <laughs> oh, no. oh, no, wait, that's another. Never mind. <laughs> anyway, it's a touching little scene, and you don't see touching little scenes in cartoons very often, and, uh, and so uh, that, was, uh, that was a great experience for me. And, and what, what other Disney hand-drawn cartoon character you did the boycott besides um, Prince Charming? Father King and uh, the Owl from Winnie the Pooh. What other characters you did from Disney that I don't do? Uh, I did some miscellaneous characters in some of their shows. I, I, you know, there was, they all, you know, they call you in and do whatever, whatever they hired me from. And I, I'm just compiling a list of them now. I'm going through the internet and trying to find out, re reconstructing my life. I enjoyed your man number two. Man. That, man number two was astonishing That's that right. one time. That's what they did. Man two, and I've played man two before. You know, I have experience in this role. So, and, excellent. Okay. And Michael, um, yeah. question. Um, how many years you were the voice of uh, Gopher in Winnie the Pooh? How many years did you do them? That, him? Well, I guess uh, since 1987, Whoa. I guess, right? Oh, there you go. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, right on. I, it's awesome. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Great thank you. How are you? Hello. I'm seeing a lot of Muppet hey. crossover today. Eh? Yeah. You guys pulling I'm a lot of Muppet fans for your, yeah. your shows. <laughs> yeah. I'm Sean Horace. Uh, now, my question is for all three of the uh, actors, Michael, Jim, and Andre. What was your favorite Winnie the Pooh special TV series or movie that ever? <laughs> Um, the one in 2011, Winnie the Pooh, the one they took the precaution of putting out on the exact same moment of the 20-year wait for the final Harry Potter, which is why no one saw the damn thing. I thought it was great. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That they couldn't agree. have been timed any better. Oh, to stop it. Michael, Andre, mm. yours favorite, please? Uh, well, mine is Pooh's Grand Adventure, uh, because um, uh, in that show, uh, the, wow. uh, they, they wanted to have Owl sing, and they wrote a production number for him, and it was about five or six minutes long, and they decided that Owl would sing it, and Owl had never sung before. <laughs> <laughs> and the crowd went anyway, wild. Anyway, I, just, I, I, I tried to figure out how Owl would sound when he was singing. And um, I finally said he would sing someone like the, uh, the Henry Higgins in, in My Fair Lady. So he would do, uh, you know, s say some words, sing some words, mix them all together. <laughs> anyway, uh, so that's, 
I, uh, so then I plotted it out as to how, when he would sing and when he wouldn't sing. It was a great, great creative exercise. That's the joy of being in this business. When they give you these puzzles to figure out, and, and, and you do it, and they accept it. I love that. So that was my favorite. I'm going to pick an episode of the series, um, the, New Adventures uh, the, the New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I believe the episode was called Paw and Order. And I'm choosing that because there was some fun singing involved, and, and uh, it, that was always uh, a, a bonanza, a bonus. And um, there were lines like, um, let's see. You got no chance to stand and fight. You better stay in bed. He'll trounce you left. He'll trounce you right. And tap that's on your head. You know, th I mean, who doesn't love that? Um, Michael Goff, ladies and gentlemen. No. He's no. keeping it real, I'm pretty so, sure. That, Thank you very Thank much. you. Careful, watch the headbands. Okay. <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, my question is... Oops. Oh. Uh -oh. That wasn't Tigger, was it? <laughs> <laughs> How are you? Hi. Uh, my question's primarily for Jim, hopefully it's not too obtuse, though. Um, try to make it short. Uh, my friend uh, does a podcast about uh, Christmas cartoons and stuff from our youth, and we did an episode about the Fruity Pebbles Christmas with a ho-ho-ho, I'm hungry, that ran for years. And we found out at some point they recast Santa as you, Jim, after I've been on for, like, yeah, for years. So do you remember doing that? And why would they decide at that point to recast the role with, like, Three lines, like who makes that decision? I mean, it's good for you again. Wow. Game, but I know that's really obscure. But <laughs> yeah. But who makes that decision? But we're really. Uh, probably, uh, I blame the communists. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Thank you. Have you had any role like that where it's not not like the Winnie the Pooh roles, but like, hey, let's recast something small? Oh, they do it all the time. With you, well, probably both, yeah, it's gone both ways. <laughs> yeah, excellent. Um, Thank you so much. Then. Yeah. Hi there. Hello, gentlemen. There Hello. Hi. My name is Brian, and uh, this question applies to the three of you, given your experience with 2D animation. So, uh, over the years, Disney has uh, gravitated more towards 3D animation, and I'm curious as to, uh, do you also the original Charmaine's attacked, or are you at all fans of this new change of pace? Uh, um, uh, basically the old 2D, well, 3D argument. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just throw out kind of a blanket. I, I enjoy traditional forms, uh, like, like even stop-motion animation. I kind of just prefer the look of regular old stop-motion animation to CGI. But, you know, we are living in modern times, and... Uh, you know, it's just it, because I grew up with a certain look of things, that's, you know, I mean, I like it, but th 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 what's being done these days is, is pretty amazing in many cases, so. Yeah, I think Princess and the Frog was the last full-blown 2D animation done in the traditional way, um, and I love it. I love the way it looks. I love the way it looks, but... And then I, for a while there, I wasn't crazy about CGI, the, different, the way that it came out. But, but now they're doing, they can do anything with it. You saw the last Jungle Book or, or uh, Beauty and the yeah. Beast. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm on board now. Yeah. You know, it, it looks so much better. I remember the Jetsons movie came out and it was part CGI and part 2D. And it was, oh, man, it gave you a headache. That's right. But, Make uh, up your mind. You know, now I can say I like them both. You know, it's like film and digital cameras. At first, I wasn't crazy about digital, but now 
why not, you know? Yeah, you have to accept it. You know, we're living in an age where we're having dramatic changes in technology, and you just have to roll with it, you know? All right, uh, thank you sure. so much. We got a few minutes left for just a couple last questions here. How are you today? I'm good. My name is Chaz. Hello, Chaz. Hi, Chaz. Did you say Taz? Taz. 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 C-H-A-S. Oh, fine. Yeah. You were Taz for, or was it Junior Taz? Which Taz were you? Yeah, Tasmania. Yeah, yeah. The shows, yeah. And toys, arm fart Taz. That's me. No, I'm thinking Tiny Toons. Thank you. That's your crowning achievement. Oh, the baby Taz. The baby, that was Maurice Lamarche. Oh, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the real Taz, damn it. All right. And you can quote me. <laughs> I always say I'm Winnie the Pooh and the anti-poo. I, I, I forget Taz has got to be the anti-poo, right? That's great. Oh. All righty, you ready? Anyways, yeah? I just want to say thank you all for voicing our childhoods. Especially you, Jim Cummings, because I love all the shows you're in. Dark and Duck, Tailspin, Chip and Dale, Sonic. It's Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And you were Thanks. I hope I didn't mess you up too much. You know what I mean? No, no, no. All those subliminal messages, you got them, didn't you? Good. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. And you're also in Transformers. Yes, a little bit. Not, not enough to brag about, but I'm a singing doorknob. <laughs> or I'm hubcap. No, I... Let me just say this. If they ever made a new Transformers series, I think you'll be great as Megatron. Well, thank you. Isn't that Frank? That is Frank. I think that's Frank. Frank yeah. We're going to let Frank keep that one. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, don't mess with know, Frank Welker. Even Jim he's a, he's another hero. <laughs> <laughs> no, but thank you with your kind words. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you so thank much. Thank you. Hello. Hi. Um, my question is for Andy. Uh, about the reading, I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit more about what maybe what finally triggered the breakthrough like how old you were and when you look back on it can you diagnose it in any way like do you think it was dyslexia or some other issue with reading well i've got all kinds of issues i'm sure you know but uh, but uh yeah you well that is one of the problems and now that i've learned to read i can't do anything else you know so uh no i don't know it was just i just have this memory of my mom working with me and, and struggling with me and, and it just, uh, and then w one day I got it and I read it with emphasis and she looked at me and said, where did that come from? And, um, and it was a result of this whole series of things. And the next day, I, I know that I went into class and read in front of the class and uh, the nuns had me <laughs> teaching the rest of the kids how to read, so. It was like overnight, but it was, yeah, but well, it was like overnight, but it was like years coming up to it. About how old were you at the time? I know, well, it would be a third grade, so whatever, 57, I believe, right? Yeah, that's when I got out of there. Okay. Excellent. It's like a little part of your brain just went, oh, now I get it. Yeah, well, that's exactly what happened, but it happens to all of us, and we all have this talent. It just comes to us at some moment. Excellent. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hello. Hi, Sarah. Hi. Hi. Uh, this is for Jim. 
there's about probably one of your most recent roles as Lord Boxman from OKKO. How is how's how is that? How are you? <laughs> That's okay. That Take okay. your time. Oh, it's a lot of fun. You know, he's a. It's nice to be a crazy bad guy every now and then, who's very calm and cool and sedate. I'm kidding with you. He's a nut. Anyway, no, it's just a lot of fun. You know, it's a Cartoon Network, and everybody over there's, you know, real young and fresh and excited, and it's a different look for animation, and uh, and uh, and I get to wear that weird wig. No, I'm just kidding. But it's a lot of fun. I hope you like it. I do. Okay, good. Thanks. Thank you. Good. All right, I have one little question to end this on. Uh, I'm a huge voiceover fan myself. Um, and we know, so I'm not bringing this up to be controversial in any way, but we know we live in a world where big movies need to be sold by big stars. So sometimes these voices move yeah. on to big stars. We hate those guys. Yeah, yeah. we do. So, big but, stars. But I can think of two occasions at this point in the last relative little while where the person's voice and ownership of that voice was so iconic, there was no choice. And I believe the first was Transformers. There was no way they could have done that movie without Peter Cullen. I don't right. think it would have worked. And Who was rightly so? Eeyore, as uh, we there you go. know on the And I'm series. very, very, very excited for a new movie coming out called Christopher Robin. I don't know if we're all aware Me too. of this. Uh, Jim, I'm just wondering, was this one of those situations where we can't use anyone but Jim or... I don't know. I, I, I'm there, so I don't want to mess with it. <laughs> right, I understand completely. So. so, you know, I'll take it. Yeah, a lot of people, have, yeah, a lot of people said that, though. Uh, and then, uh, but I get what I understand. It's kind of like you know, you know, you see the the trades they come out, and it's like, you know, Jude Law is Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Leave us alone, Jude. <laughs> you know, I jokingly say, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, who among us hasn't heard kids at the, you know, in the playground out there saying, you know, there's a new animated movie coming out. God, I hope George Clooney does the voice of the. The yeah, dragon sure. or something. No, they don't say that. Yeah. It's the character that, that yeah. does it. Well, the know? number one thing I hear from everybody who's excited about it is, oh, and it's Jim, and it's oh, Jim doing... That's the number know, one the thing I'm excited about, too. What a coincidence. <laughs> um, well, are, thanks. I, I know you can't talk too much about it, obviously. It's early, but did, did you help anybody else out, like with Tigger being handed off? Did you give any tips? Uh, that's, that's the... Well, it's coming to a theater near you. Perfect. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that. I had to but pry a little um, bit. I had to pry a little bit. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what a wonderful uh, opportunity to sit here and hang out with these guys. Andre, Michael, Jim, thank you so thank much. Thank you so much, everybody. I remind you, you that they're over in, uh, in the guest area there. Go if you have more questions or you'd like to meet the, the fellas. Yes, come on over and say hello. So. We'll, uh, you know, graffiti up anything you have for you. All right, thanks. See ya.